Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Before we get into this week's episode, just a quick reminder that we have now unveiled, launched our Behind the Glass Live events for 2024. We're doing five UK events, Tony. We are. We have now confirmed the venue for that fifth date. So, 3rd of September, Podium Place in Newbury. Mm -hmm. 17th of September, Alexander's Prestige. 1st of October at Vines BMW in Gatwick. Yep. 29th of October, back at Podium Place. 3rd of December, back at Alexander's Prestige. All tickets are available at seenthroughglass.online under the event section. Uh, they're going fast. I mean, it's they've barely been a set on sale for a week. At time of recording, it's been about four days and over half the tickets are already gone. So if you yeah. want tickets, hurry up, have a seenthroughglass.online. Check out those UK Behind the Glass live events. Hello one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass, your weekly automotive podcast hosted by two rather uninformed enthusiasts. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I'm Sam from the YouTube channel Scene Through Glass. I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. And you can watch us each week. We hope you enjoy the episode. I have exciting news. Today. As we speak, right now. Go. My GT3 is on a trailer on the way back to the UK. Oh, the way you said that, the way you said that, I thought he'd bought another car. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Boys and girls. No, no, no. I have not bought another car. Oh. The car that I did buy that broke is on its way back to me. Well, don't be like that. It was just a, a, a malfunction, mate. It's yeah, quite a catastrophic one. Quite a serious. I mean, it would, let's not pretend. <laughs> let's not give that car, you know, benefit a of the doubt, a pass. Uh, yeah. It broke. Yes, yeah, on a road trip. Stupid car. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I dare it. But thankfully, it is on its way back to me. How's um, it coming back? Sorry, how's it coming back? On a trailer. Oh right. Yeah, oh, on oh. a trailer. You so got, got your money out. Well, interesting story here. No. Um, <laughs> Porsche assistance have been great. Brilliant. They've been fantastic. Uh, but I've also had a little bit of help in arranging an expedited. Uh, uh, is that the right word? No. Is that doesn't that mean fast? <laughs> no. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong person to ask. Isn't yeah, it? pretty much. Anyway, a fast extraction back to the UK. Right. And, you know, I was like, great, this is perfect. Because originally, like, the first few quotes were like, oh, it'll take six weeks to get back. Like that. I was like, I can't really wait six weeks. Anyway, so everyone's been fantastic. It's been really great. The car's on its way back. It was supposed to be collected on Saturday. This Saturday just gone. The one that's just been. Right. Uh, <laughs> but. The the French striked again. Uh, I really apologise to any French listeners. They striked, did they? Well, yeah, hey, they do like to strike. But I meant they striked in terms of their professional characteristics, their cliched working style. Essentially, they sent me a note, Sam, the car is ready. Please collect the car. So I was like, great. So I said, look, leave it with me. Let me just speak to the various people. I'll arrange for the transporter and I'll let you know as soon as possible. And it was in France. It was in France. In a, in a Porsche dealer. In France. a Porsche dealer. So uh, I didn't get a response to my leave it with me. I'm going to throw it out. But I was like, fine. So then on Thursday, when something had been arranged, I sent an email saying, uh, the transport is being booked for this Saturday. Here's the driver's name. Here's the phone number. Here's the time that they're expected to collect. Thank you so much. I then went off to Goodwood. And on Saturday morning, I get a text from the transport company saying, driver's on his way. I was like, perfect. Sounds fantastic. I thought, that's weird. I didn't hear back from, from Porsche on Tebes, but... They didn't reply to any of my emails ever. So I was like, probably don't understand it. They're French. Sure. Well, no, no, they write to me in English. So. Oh. Um, anyway, driver turned up. Uh, sorry. <laughs> the car is in a compound. I don't have the keys. 
uh, long story short, my message to prepare the car for it to be collected was not passed on. Oh. Uh, and it was locked away in a compound and the keys were in a safe. And the only person at Porsche Centre on Thebes didn't have keys to either. And they're like, nothing I can do. So, oh. So, <laughs> so what happened then? Transporter had to leave. And luckily another transporter was in the area two days later and that's who's gone to collect the car. So... So it's on its way back today. It's on its way back today, and I think I'm about to get double a bill. <laughs> are you going to have? Oh, you got to pay again. Well, I think Porsche might have to. I mean, I don't know. It, to, I'll be honest. Like, oh, really weird and crap scenario. And I'm having a bit of a fight with Porsche on Teams this morning because I was like, this is a bit of a disaster. Like, firstly, so I sent a note being like, where were you? What happened? <laughs> it was public holiday. There's always a public holiday in France, apparently. It oh, was pub- public holiday. Oh, they're on strike. So I said, well, why didn't I get an out of office? Like, firstly, when you said, hi, Sam, the car's ready to collect. Please let me know. Surely you would have said, just be aware, we are closed on Friday and Saturday, or whatever the days were. Yeah, they should have said something, yeah. But when I sent the email on Thursday, would you not get a, a bounce back on out of office saying it's a national holiday, like whatever? Well, not if they'd not pressed the button to redirect it, no. I did send the email post-working hours on Thursday. So I sh- I, anyway, long story short, Kind of my fault because maybe I should have called on Friday. I followed say, it up. You followed should. it up. Yeah, but I was at Goodwood, so like I just didn't have the capacity yeah. to make that phone call. Anyway, long story short, total disaster. There's <laughs> a fat bill somewhere, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm now in that fight. You know, that sort of almost losing battle of being like, well, Porsche on Teebs, you need to pay for this. Yeah, and they're a bit like, well, do we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we fixed and your I'm car, like, and I'm like. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> anyway, long story short, the car's on the way back. The transport company's going to get paid one way or another, and I'll have my car. So lovely. I don't when's it due back? Uh, uh, Wednesday. Two days. Two days time. Right, not too bad. So it'll be perfect. I'll actually be in Italy at the point, but luckily my wife will take delivery. Right. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to have it back, and I'm already plotting and planning where I can take. Where it are you going next in that it. car? I think I'm going to go. I want to either do Scotland or maybe Ireland. So end of August, early September, I want to do a UK-based adventure because I've said it so many times, my concern with that car is how I will use it here in the UK. And obviously the first time I ever drove 992 GT3 was in Wales and that's why I fell in love with it. So I know I can enjoy that car in this country, but I want to remind myself of that fact. I want to prove it to myself. Okay. So I've got a little bit of a window, end of the summer, start of September, where I could probably do some kind of trip. So I think, yeah... I haven't done North Coast 500 in ages. I want to do like Isle of, is it Isle of Mull or Isle of Scott? There's little islands off the west coast of Scotland. Yeah, yeah, you can take little ferries across. I might do Northern Ireland, potentially. Anyway, and then we've got a trip. We're going. End of September. We've got a big European trip in both of our GT3s. Yeah. GT3 that'd be good fun. Combo. That'd be amazing. Yeah. So that's the next big European trip. But I just, I just want to do a UK trip. Because how much are you using your car here? Oh, no, I don't. Yeah. Like, it doesn't turn a wheel here, mate. I mean, that's a bit your remit anyway. Correct. Even if you had an Enzo, you'd be... Well, especially if you had an Enzo, you wouldn't be going near no, it. I wouldn't go anywhere near it. But you don't tend to use your fancy stuff in the UK no. anyway. Um, but I'm you in don't, the M3 today. Are you, are you in the M3 tour? Oh, damn, yeah. Mm. My new favourite car. <laughs> literally my new favourite car. I love it. This week is a Goodwood Festival Speed special. And we're yeah. going to be going into it in detail, but... I had to mention one thing. I bumped into Joe Achilles at Goodwood Festival. Oh, did you? Yeah. And I said, I, I was like, oh, are you back tomorrow? He goes, no, no, no. I'm going to a, a mountain biking event or some, some apps. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, no, I'm going to go watch a load of... Uh, I didn't know BMWs made mountain bikes. No, I don't, well, I don't know what he was doing there, but he was very excited about it. And yeah. he said, oh, I'm going in the M3 touring, which you guys slagged off, then liked, then slagged off again, now like again. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. It was It takes Tony. me so personally. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I didn't slag it off. You did a bit. Yeah, but hold on a minute. <laughs> I always like to I always like to set the bar low with cars. And then when I get in them and drive them, I then can tell the truth. If I'm brainwashed like some of you lot, get in that straight away think, oh my God, this is amazing. You get in it and it is amazing. You don't you're not really telling the full truth because you've already convinced yourself that it's amazing. But if you get in with less expectation, which is what I did with the 992 GT3 and what I did with the M3 Touring, I'm now saying they're the best cars because I already know they're going to be good because of the, the because of the manufacturers that are making them because they don't make bad cars and they're two of my f- favourite normal brands and Ferrari, of course. So 
I like them all, but I like to just reel myself back a bit. And then when I get in, I'm not full of the expectation. I can then tell the truth of my true feelings when I drive them. Because as you say to me, you can't really stag a car off until you've driven it. I can say what I like, but I might be wrong until I've driven it. So the opposite is also true, Tony, because I can hype myself up about a car. <laughs> it's amazing. I can't wait. I'm so excited because on paper, I like the idea of it. That allows me to be disappointed. And that has happened before. You can go into something thinking this is going to be a dog's bollocks. And then you drive it, you go, well, it's not as good as I hope. So it works both ways, Tony. You don't have to be a pessimist. Fair. But I just like to be the other way round. You like to be negative. I like I like to find the negative bits first before I drive them. I go in with a complete blank canvas. And then when well, I it's get not a blank canvas. It's well, a it, well, it, canvas. It's, well, it's negative. <laughs> and then I'll find the positives from there. If it's there always are, it's all there will be because I've already talked it down. So unless it's, everything uh, off. unless it's a McLaren or an Aston Martin, <laughs> 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 then then I it, the things can only get better. That's what I'm saying. And I might be the same with that that Lamborghini Reven Rev Welter. Rev Welter. I might drive that car. I think it's the best car ever. I think you will. Yeah. I feel like you're like this in life, though. Can I tell the story of when we went for dinner in Monaco with Seb Delaney? So we like. So Seb had arranged, this is quite a long time ago, when we did the road trip in the F-Type R convertible, you had the GT4, and Paul was in his GTR that never turned on. But it was only last year. Story for another time. That wasn't last year, mate. Oh, it was last year. Oh, no, it was the year before. I think it was the year before. Yeah, it was was the year before. 18 months ago, yeah. Yeah, bloody hell. Flipping hell. Anyway, Seb Delaney was in town once we got to Monaco, and he said, look, I'll arrange to take us out for dinner. We'll go have a lovely thing. So we said to Tony, oh, you know, Seb's, Seb's arranging to take us to lovely restaurants. It could be real nice. Booked it, real fancy. Like, make sure you dress up. We're going to have a proper night out. First thing he said, it's not the best restaurant in Monaco, that. It's a shithole. <laughs> well, my mates have told me it's not the best restaurant. There's another restaurant that's better. I've been to another restaurant that's better. Yeah. You set yourself up to not like it and not have a good time before you'd even walked in the door. But was that the same tactic? Were you hoping that you'd go in and go, actually, it's been all right. Food's all right. Company's all right. The or did you just genuinely think this is a dump? No, no, no. The food was actually lovely and yeah. Seb was right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your tactic in life. Just go in with a negative frame of mind yeah. and be pleasantly surprised. Correct. I guess that's a good way to be. I'm a little bit of the opposite where say I say I'm naturally positive or you know optimistic and then often disappointed. Yeah. Um, but, I, but I can be pessimistic if I think, like, you know, I get gloomy pessimism. Yours is like an optimistic pessimism. Like, you're being negative to be surprised positively. Yeah. I often am just negative, negative Nancy. Because at the end of the story, at the start of the story, I'm very unhappy. And then at the end of the story, I'm like really happy. And that's where you want to be, happy, right? Good point. At, at, the, at, at the start of the story, you're all happy. And then you go home pissed off. I mean, who wants to go home pissed off? Yeah, no, maybe I should change my outlook. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, let's get into it because, yes, uh, this weekend that has just been at time of recording was Goodwood Festival of Speed 2023. You might be listening to this episode weeks or months later. We were looking at some of our stats before we start down to record and uh, a lot of people wait weeks to listen to these episodes online. So, yeah, this might feel out of date, but we're going to talk about Goodwood Festival of Speed in some detail. I attended two of the three days mm. that took place this year, not the usual four, we'll get into mm. that. You attended none. No, I was actually invited oh, to, you. to um, the Saturday or the Sunday by manufacturers, and uh, I, I, I declined. As a VIP customer or as a co-host of Behind the Glass? Uh, uh, b- both as customers. Okay. That's all right. <laughs> I'll probably have a nicer experience if I'm honest going as a customer. <laughs> well... How do we want to get into this? Shall I tell you a few of my stories? Are there any cars you want to ask about? We've got some headlines, some news articles to reflect upon as well. Yeah, there's some there's some cars. There's some footage and stuff that I saw of cars going up a hill that um, that I want to uh, focus on. Okay, um, mainly around noise, right? Because uh, things as years have gone on, these big Larry supercars of getting quieter mm-hmm. and there was there was two that were really noticeably quieter than what they really should be which were they one was the the rev welto mm-hmm. it was quiet mm-hmm. i mean that's part of the package i mean that doesn't mean it's not very good but i was surprised but the stratos thing was still that 
the Lamborghini, what was that? Storato. Storato. That was still like fire breathing, screaming up the hill, like the normal V10 noise, like the STO. So I find it, I find it weird that they've, you know, kept that ingredients in that little V10, but their flagship car, probably because it's the new model and they're under different regulations because the V10 is the last of the old model, essentially, so the regulations are slightly different to the newer car because it's a V12. But it seems a shame that that's... I know we're going down this path now, but the realisation the realization of seeing it going up the hill and it being, like, really quiet, I thought, oh, that really does take the the shine away from the car. Yeah, so, so two things. Firstly, I've always heard rumours that Lamborghini and the Huracan definitely bend or just ignore the rules when it comes to particulate filters. Because this, this is what we're talking about, because American listeners... Uh, or viewers, those of you here on the YouTube channel, um, or maybe even other parts of the world, don't have the same restrictions that we do here in Europe no. that restrict noise. No, so no. so you might not quite understand what we're talking about, but but here in Europe, um, for the last couple of years and moving forward, we have these very, very specific filters that reduce all kinds of exhaust noise or engine noise from a car. So it, it means a lot of modern supercars are a bit underwhelming uh, when it comes to their soundtracks. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Huracan somehow has <laughs> remained one of the shoutiest cars on the market. And yeah. I think someone told me that it's some, they just pay the fine. Yeah, pay the fine just, and add it to the price of the car. Yeah, they just crack on and the EU or whoever the regulatory body goes, hold on a sec, you just made this car without a filter. Here's your fine. They go, no problem. Yeah, we just pay it and add it to Cause the price of the car. Because they do sound amazing. They are one of the loudest yeah. modern supercars. But then there might be a, um, a, a, a production amount where they have to then abide by the by the rules. Maybe they don't make enough of them to abide by... Like a ton of hurricanes. Well, they do worldwide, yeah. But in Europe, maybe less so. Maybe it's just a... I, I don't know, mate. I, I'm, I'm There might surmising. be a workaround, yeah. But yeah. for sure, it sounds good. The Rev Welt is a really interesting one. So... Did you notice that as well, being there? <sighs> what I was going to say is, I feel like the Rev Welto had a very underwhelming dynamic debut at Goodwood. Yeah. Um, it almost felt like it kind of went under the radar. Maybe that's just me speaking because I'd seen the car already and I'd poked my head around it. So I felt familiar with it. But I, of all the online chat and photos and people I spoke and people I met with, there wasn't a lot of, oh, the Rev Welto. And all I'd say is in the flesh, it sounds better than it probably did on TV. It, there definitely is a sound but it's following up one of the most iconic sounding Lamborghinis and V12 or modern supercars of all time. The Aventador, everyone knows what an Aventador sounds like, I think. You can hear it from a million miles away. But, the, but, that, but that's, you, you've kind of hit the nail on the head and, and even five, six, seven years on, people still go, wow, SVJ or wow, Aventador. But you've literally just said you didn't really get that with the Rev Welto. But, but not purely because of sound i just mean in general yeah something about that car didn't hit home i say maybe just for me i'd be interested to know for those of you that were in attendance whether the revuelto was a, a highlight but i think well there was just so much else going on right and from lambo themselves as you say you've got storatos and stos thwacking up the hill making a ton of noise <laughs> and then the revuelto comes past looking fast but just not i don't know i just didn't it didn't Go, I didn't go, wow, like, oh, yeah. that looks cool. It, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it will definitely sound better in the flesh than it would have done on TV or online because it did It did make a noise. Yeah, yeah, of but course. But it's not that high-piercing symphony. It's a bit more of a mechanical V12, I think. Mm. A bit more sort of, you know, yeah, just engine noise rather than symphony. It's not a scream. It's not a screamer. No. Um, it'll be interesting to see aftermarket because obviously Ferrari famously switched that their filters are right up in the engine so they basically run a straight through pipe so there's very little you can do yeah Yeah, very little you can do with an aftermarket exhaust to make modern Ferrari sound any better really Mm. I don't know Lamborghini's set up with that new engine and and, powertrain layout so it'll be interesting to see if you can add more noise with an aftermarket system but yeah like I don't know that car just I don't know didn't didn't land necessarily with me there were lots of other things that I was going ooh ah at but I'm aware that, as I say, I'd already seen it. I was very aware of it. And, and yeah, I just, you know, that was the that was the big global dynamic debut. And I don't feel like people were that fast. Yeah, fair. Um, should we get into, before we go into all these cars then, should we just get into the drama that was 
Saturday because I think maybe I have some insider info I can share on Good. the cancelled day. Yeah, yeah. So I was obviously attending with Pirelli. Mm-hmm. I was there on the Thursday and the Friday. And did you have a nice time? Oh, and a lovely time. I do love working with Pirelli. Um, obviously, everyone knows that I like to stick Pirelli tyres on my cars. That is 99.9% often my own choice. I think a lot of people assume it's because I'm in some kind of contractual ambassador relationship where I have to put Pirelli tyres on. The reason I love working with Pirelli so much is they are the most laid back brand. You know, I've worked with many companies in different sectors who are like, if there is our competition anywhere in shot, delete it. <laughs> Pirelli always like super chill. That's like cars. We love cars. These are cars. Um, but obviously I think make tires that really suit my driving style and what I want from a, that's why I use them so often. Anyway, let's not get into that. Uh, yeah, I had a brilliant time. They had a delicious coffee machine on stand. That really helped. I don't um, you up. And they launched three new tires. So uh, all three new P0s. P0E, which is an electric vehicle, you know, sustainability tyre. A P0R, which is kind of sits alongside slash replaces the Corsa. Right. So moving forward, we'll probably see that on... Good road tyre. Yeah, it's a sports car road Mm tyre type thing. And then the new top of the line, Trofeo RS. Yeah, that goes on my GT3. Well, yeah, GT3, GT3 RS. Yeah, that's perfect. uh, 750S, you know, like all that kind of... 765. 765, yeah, proper, proper track-focused stuff. They're kind of calling it a bit of a hypercar tyre. It was on the Pagani Utopia that I went up the hill. Right, okay. Um, But yeah, it's a semi-slick, super, super performance-focused. But they got these beautiful... That replaced the... Sorry, that replaced the Trofeo R? Well, yes, but they don't really replace. It's like a new homologation. Okay. So, yes, sort of, it, it is. Trofeo like, R still exists? Yes. Right. Because right. of the cars that it was homologated. You okay. see what I mean? Like, they're not, <clears throat> they're not killing the Trofeo R, but moving forward, you're going to see a lot more Trofeo RSs in that application. If you All right. So, it's probably the equivalent to the Michelin R, then, which is the stickier. Cup 2 R. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yes. It's okay, right fine. at the top end of P0 ah, family. Okay, fine. Um... What was I just saying before that, though? That's what you said. No, 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 no. But I was d- just about making another point, and then, oh, beautiful sidewalls. They've they've got these really nicely new design sidewalls. No, no, where you can see the branding a lot easier. You know, I think before it was always a little. You were sort of looking around, but now it's got that sort of almost felt look, right, to it. Um, it which made which it stand out more? Yeah, new logos. Just, just yeah, really beautiful sidewalls. So they look nice on a car. Well, they are Italian. Well, yes, but, you know, as I say, previous designs, sorry, Pirelli, I just didn't love the Pirelli sidewalls before because they just couldn't always see or tell. And I feel like Do other brands... Do you look brands, at sidewalls on tyres? Well, no, but I don't look as in like, oh, look at that sidewall. Well, but, you did with that one. But Michelin, a few years ago, introduced that kind of felt design and it was immediately, you could see and tell it's Michelin tyres. Fair. And I think uh, Bridgestone or Goodyear did a very nice logo embossing or something like that. So again, you could tell. Uh-huh. And so I think Pirelli maybe were a little bit late to the game or needed to update that and now as I say you can see it and you straight away go oh that's a nice oh, that's wearing Pirellis that's uh, a nice tyre yeah I, I, knew, I nearly said that I knew you'd have a go so I meant more it's just easier to work out what tyre they anyway so on the Friday there was a little bit of concern across the faces of many Pirelli execs and so I spoke to my man I said what's going on and he said oh, well we've seen the reports that tomorrow there's going to be 10 hours of 50 mile an hour winds. Heavy winds, yeah. And our stand is health and safety approved up to 20 miles an hour. Yeah, and those of you who have not ever been to Goodwood, it is very open. Well, it's an old airfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the winds can get up. A lot. And, you know, it's down by the coast. So it's a windy place at the best of times, but but this was a sort of incoming storm. And, yeah, so I think Pirelli's was tested up to 20 miles an hour, and then most of the stands or structures there were apparently tested up to 30 miles an hour max, Mm. um, between 20 and 30 miles an hour. Because apparently, I'm not in this world, they're really in, like, three stand uh, providers or, or companies for these major kind of events. So all, whether it was BMW and Lanzante actually had the same standards used differently. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hyundai and Jag had the same yeah, standards yeah, yeah. used. So um, anyway, so long story short, I think the manufacturers all basically went to Goodwin and were like, what do we do? <laughs> and I don't know for sure, I wasn't in the meeting, but I got the, I, the sort of impression. feeling, the impression, thank you, that Goodwin were like, 
give up you're on your own son. literally what well, close the stand <laughs> if you're worried close the stand like, yeah as in we're still going ahead like yeah. just close the stand and that really was the kind of i think overall or overwhelming advice from insurance companies and stand like look you, you shouldn't really let anyone on the stand it's not safe there's lots of things that can move can fall so most people were closing up shop i had a late night dinner on the friday by goodwood house and i had to walk across the venue or the event and most stands were closing up mm. cars were being moved out the way or outside or structures were being taken down like you know most stuff i even had there were even trucks collecting cars to get them out of there like mclaren's booth was bang empty on friday night and then i think it was like 11 p.m on friday night that goodwood finally sort of confirmed that they would be i wonder i wonder why firstly wonder why they left it so late to money decision. <clears throat> yeah, yeah of course um and secondly did they actually probably succumb to the pressure from the manufacturers in the end, as in saying, guys, you know, we basically haven't got an event. As in, well, I think that was probably it. I think whether it was pressure or not, I think ninety percent of uh, exhibitors said we're not going to be here tomorrow. Yeah, and they were like, oh, we're not sending cars up the hill. Yeah. Our stands aren't going to be open, and we're making this stand for safety. And what you're going to still let people in? And they probably went, oh, actually, we should probably probably isn't that good an idea as, as much as it might cost us. It's actually not a good idea. So, yeah, right call from them. I know there were a lot of people who were upset, but definitely the right call from them. Probably a little bit awkward that they still did the ball on Saturday night, <laughs> I think, considering they didn't let, you know, everyone actually attend the event, but they still had a big old party on the Saturday. Um, <laughs> for the VIPs? For the VIPs. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I do love good. I don't want to give them too hard a time. It was a difficult situation, hard for them to figure out what to do. A fantastic what? year, probably the biggest year ever. The Thursday was the busiest Thursday I have ever seen at Festival of Speed. Yeah, because packed historically the thursday's normally the quieter day and then the the friday obviously gets busy and the, the saturday and sunday are like mopped yeah thursday felt like a saturday right okay insane. maybe because i want to know people wouldn't have had to know the weather but it was just mental it was absolutely mental and so good on them bravo super impressive and i say very hard call on the saturday but having a bit of an inside track it just smelt like maybe not all the right decisions were being made initially yeah eventually they did um but yeah, so 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 I guess let's get into into cars. Quite like a handful of new cars unveiled, mm -hmm. and then some stuff doing dynamic debuts. The one that really caught my eye, maybe because the stand was next to Pirelli, but I also like the idea of the Hyundai Hyundai Ionic Five N. Mm. So this is a new hot hatch, an electric hot hatch. I think arguably the most, or maybe would we say it's the best electric car at the moment, the Ionic 5? It's one of them, mate. One of them. It is very good as an all-round. Because the Kia is basically the same car, right? The, the EV6 or yeah. the, whatever they are, yeah. So shared shared bits. Um, but I think it is, yeah, it's famously very good. I've never actually experienced one. Mm. And then this well, is we've the, had a couple in stock. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Have they sold well? No. Oh. <laughs> they, they did both sell, but took a while and, yeah. yeah. They're just so big. Huge. They look amazing in photos and you think it's going to be a great little tiny car. It's an it's a Q5. Yeah, you don't you don't realize how big it is until you park it next to a Ford Focus or an A35 or something. I mean it's like double the size. It's basically an SUV. It is it is a jacked up I don't know, is it a jacked up car? Is it a crossover? It's what I, is it? I think it's definitely more crossover. Like yeah. it's, they are huge. Huge. But obviously, N department have done great things in the last few years. We've spoken about i20N, i30N, how much we like that. Yeah. And this thing just looked cool. Like there were some interesting facts and stats. Simulated gearbox. They put on to have a bit more driver engagement. Okay, good. It was doing donuts outside the house. So clearly, ability to send torque to the rear quite easily. Um, 500 odd horsepower. Like big, big horsepower. Big horsepower. Yeah, very yeah. quick 0 to 60. Like styling was good. Like I think it just. I think it looks cool. Be a few quid though, that car. Oh my God, I'm sure it'll be a t like. I bet it'd be 60 or 70 grand. That would be disgusting. Well, I mean. How much is a normal one? Like late 40s, 50 okay, grand. So yeah, so yeah, it's going to be. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, fundamental issue with a lot of electric cars. So is one of them or an RS3. But this is the thing if you want to go electric, hot hatches hot small electric cars there aren't too many no and hyundai one of the first to move in this space we obviously have the abarth electric we've got that renault alpine type thing supposedly coming at some point right but they've definitely beaten the bunch to put out a sort of driver focused theoretically engaging electric hatchback yeah 
good on them. I'm excited about it. I really want to have a go. Yeah. You know, it'll be all over that car, by the way. Who? Paul. Oh, really? Oh, it'd be all over that. He loves them. He just be he's just a bit of him, isn't it? Because a bit Larry, a bit hooligan. Like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what a loser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I like that. Yeah. Another electric car we like the like of, actually two electric cars from the same brand, MG, who are just making moves. Yeah. So aggressive MG in the best kind of way. So they released a really Larry MG4. Right. Which is like a 500 horsepower MG4. It's called like the X Power or something like that. And what, what is an MG4? You know the one what that you see it? everywhere? You know the orange ones you see everywhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. The little hatchback thing. Exactly. Right. But one of the most affordable electric cars on the market in the UK. Well, that's what that's what MG over the last few years have been doing very well. They began really under the radar as well. But, the, you know, they're making like electric SUVs and, and petrol SUVs starting from like 20k. Yeah. It's genius. They're undercutting K. the whole market. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're doing it with their finance. They bolster their finance so well yeah, as well. Yeah, so it's, yeah. And I was speaking to some people actually about this at the Lotus Electra launch and a few other media. And they were saying it's, a, it's clearly a really aggressive tactic and they're probably losing money in some shape or form, but it will do them well in the long like in the grand scheme If they of stay like that, because we've seen this before. So uh, Hyundai or Hyundai. They keep changing their name. Whatever they are. Or pronunciation of the name. Yeah, they, they, they were that brand, cheap, a while ago. Then we saw uh, uh, Dasha or Dacia, whatever you want to call Dacia. it. Dacia. Dacia, whatever. They were, they were the next brand, which was always like the old model Renaults, basically, but made cheap, you know. Five nine nine gets you a hot, uh, you know, a normal hatchback. Like prices from five nine nine, or the you know the little SUV was eight nine nine or ten nine nine, and now MG have come to the party because them cars have all, as they start to establish themselves, and I think it is their tactic, they slowly start creeping the prices mm, up, mm. and Hyundai or Hyundai or whatever you want to call them, they are now fold money or yeah, more. Yeah, same okay. with Kia, yeah. they were the same. And I think that's exactly, I think that's probably MG's tactic is yeah. get, get people in. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Get them into the brand, sell the cars. People see them everywhere. Like, my neighbor's got one. Like they put them up. They'd, and then start yeah, trickling yeah. them up. But I think I think the hot one was cool. It was launched like a satin green at the first glance paddock. I think I, I like the idea of that. And I just, I like the MG uh, uh, providing something which we've said for a long time needs to happen, an affordable electric car that's good. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's not like, oh, here's a bit of crap just so that you can <laughs> afford one. From all accounts, they're really good, yeah. usable electric cars. And on that note, they launched that Cyberstar one, the little 
convertible two-seater. I saw that, yeah. Which I think is awesome. Yeah. Like, and it's got the yoki style steering wheel, like the kind of racing steering wheel. I, like, awesome. Yeah. I'd be all over that. I've said so many times on this podcast, sport, electric sports car, I'm here for it. And, you know, that, if it's going to follow like an, an MX-5 type formula, but elect- I mean, it's going to be heavy still. But anyway, I liked it. I liked the way it looked. It was well-designed. I love what MG are doing. I don't think the pricing's been confirmed yet. I don't think... Um, but it looked good. Yeah. And I'm all here for it. So, so go MG. Fair. Um, a few other bits. There's something else in that space that I want to talk about. See the Caterham launched that coupe, that little project V. Yes. Yes. So that was interesting. I, I actually like that. It's a beautiful car, isn't it? Yeah. As in the concept of it as well, as in quite light, um, for an electric car as well, but it it was just light for a car. Was it just over a ton or I something? I think it was around a ton. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So like Al- Alpine weight, absolutely with um, electric power. Which yeah. makes me think: Is it going to have a range of fifty miles, or are they utilizing next gen battery technology? Yeah, I mean, this is this is this is the ongoing conversation that that we're all trying to have, isn't it? As in, you know, like you said before, with a you know, laptops change every year and electric technology technology is going to change. So let's hope it's the, it's the latter and it is the fact that they've moved the technology on as opposed to giving you a car done 50 miles. I mean, that's stupid, it's useless. Yeah, because I'm all for like, fair enough if you give me a, a little lightweight electric sports car and say it can only do 150 miles fine as long as it can do 100 i don't want to drive it fast and then only do 30 do you know what I mean? like i understand you've got to sacrifice maybe range for driver engagement like i'm i'm not against that you know i've get away with it on a, in a like a city car mate but in general 150 miles you're taking the piss aren't you for yeah, a normal a car bit, that's I not guess. enough mate because yeah. like even like a little fiesta or a little little fiat 500 a car We'll do three hundred miles to a yeah, tank. Yeah. I mean, hundred and fifty is just not. It's not that is not good enough. No, fair enough. Well, let's wait and see. I think it's still you know concept. We've got we still a lot to find out about that mm. project. But obviously, the first closed wheel coupéed caterham for yeah. donkeys. So yeah, yeah. Um, let's hope that comes to fruition and, and is a good thing. They also launched an electric classic caterham seven, which was obviously an aggressive move by them. So they're making moves. Um, there was, there's so many cars to discuss, I'm just going to keep reeling them off. That went up and down. It was the safety car. Yeah. We still went up and down. Yeah, as in like mega. Yeah. It was It was just launching it everywhere. Yeah. Because you know, a good with festival speed, if you don't know, the safety cars for the hill climb always launch it. Yeah. Everywhere. I don't know who's driving them. <laughs> there was a Lord McCann, March. two Taycans yeah. and a Pura Sangway. And that Pura Sangway was giving it large all day, every day. All everywhere. weekend. And what a cool, they had little orange lights on the roof. Yeah. And he was just, I don't know what he was doing. I don't know like what he was safetying, but. <laughs> not, not himself. It looked amazing, mate. That should be the new one, new F1 safety car, the purest thing. Yeah, they haven't got, they haven't got, they got, slow. Contra- they haven't got that contract. No. I mean, you know, for vantages, <laughs> I don't think Pura Sangway's got much to worry <laughs> about. Uh, oh, speaking of Aston Martin, what about the Valour? What one's that? The Valour. It's their 110 centine, or not centine, 110 year anniversary car, the one that looked like the Victor. Oh, yeah, I saw that. So yeah. this is a, it's a V12 Vantage yeah. with a Victor-inspired body and a manual gearbox. Yeah. I mean, all the money. Yeah. Very few units. Good. Very cool. I'm I just a- don't, I struggle a bit with that V12. Right. It's not the most, like engaging v12 ever all sold uh yeah well will they will be yeah yeah they will be yeah you're oh, not fast no not at all that, i mean fair enough you think it's a pretty car not really it's like okay oh i thought it was very good looking yeah i mean i didn't see it in the flesh but it just look i, I saw it so, i think it's a, it so like, okay obviously 110 years it, it was an interesting one for them how do they celebrate that the most obvious thing is probably to go more db5 an earlier model as a sort of continuation car, like a, like the Ferrari has done with the Monza and the Daytona. But I think, I feel like Aston are always trying to get away from James Bond. And if they'd come out with some kind of modern DB5. What do you mean they're trying to get away from them? I, I mean, they're, they're always in the film. But I don't, I have always felt like from the first day that I've dealt with Aston, as a company and brand, I feel like they... They don't want the first thing that anyone ever says about them to be James Bond. Oh, don't put any more cars in the films then. 
but they need that. What? what I mean, flipping hell. But do you know what I mean? But, but, but your your best, uh, what's it called? Not best gimmick, but you know your your most well known feature can also be the one that you dislike the most. It's it's. I imagine it's like pop songs that artists hate singing, but it's their biggest hit. So I'm trying to think of other brands that might be in the same conundrum where you've got something which everyone knows you by, but you kind of don't want to be known by that. Remember when Burberry went through that phase of, of all the wrong people wearing Burberry and they had to really step away. They had to really step away and like reinvent themselves. Uh, yeah. They were, you know, so, cause it was well, counterfeit goods and stuff. But I just, I'm, I'm Aston, obviously, as you say, they keep putting the cars in the film. So they, they need James Bond. Yeah. James Bond doesn't necessarily well, they need to need. reinvent themselves, like I, you just said. Yeah, but but they, I just have always felt like none of their marketing materials for their road cars ever mentions James Bond, wants you to think of James Bond. They don't bring up James Bond. Like, it's all about these are the cars. We are our own brand without James Bond. But of course, we are also linked with that franchise. That's great. So I just think if they'd done something with DB5, it might have felt a bit too James Bondy. Instead, mm. they went for an era that maybe wasn't their most iconic era because the Victor celebrates 80s, 90s vantages. Yeah, yeah. So it was an interesting move, but, I, you know, fair. big birthday to celebrate, I guess, 110 yeah. years, bloody hell. Lovely. Um, but yeah, beautiful looking thing. Um, should we go back and talk about the Hyundai that boffed it into the bales? Oh, mate. I mean, that that was terrifying. Oh, my God. So that's the Ionic 6N. Yeah. Which I I prefer the six. I think the six is a good looking car. N looked weird with the sort of like five nine nine XX winglets, given it large, and then just went straight. Went straight. Looked like something you do at Brands Hatch. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean that's happened a few times. <laughs> <laughs> Word on the street was yeah the car just died. All oh, right, like that obviously wasn't confirmed. I think the hundred ever come, but apparently the driver just went to turn and like lit nothing, like no brakes, no steering, no electronic, like nothing. Just I mean, dead. that's terrifying. Terrifying, right? And Imagine that. Was that. A big smash. That was a huge jump, like, mate. Through all the hail bales, like yeah. nearly, nearly made it through all of them. But yeah. And actually it wasn't the only scary incident at Goodwood the last few days. No. Did you see the wheel come off the Jag? I saw the wheel come off the Jag. Hey, I, I saw... was like 200 metres away from that when that happened. Was you? I was at the Porsche Café Le Mans uh, having a drink, catching up with the Tag Heuer guys and suddenly there was this huge gasp. Like, <gasps> like, like, like big, dramatic. And we turned around and I was like, oh, someone's boffed it. And I was like, oh no, wait, the car's there. And I saw the driver get out and the driver got out of the car and ran back to the scene of the incident and then Somebody started, all the whispers started going, no, 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 wheel came off, wheel came off, wheel came off. Wow. Then we saw the clip and I was like, how, how did no one get seriously injured from that? Yeah. It's terrifying. And probably if someone had got seriously injured, it would have pulled into the question that maybe we should have been asking a long time ago. How come there's no catch fencing at Goodwood? Yeah, I, I, I think now, personally, I think we're at that point already. I, I think there should be more so, because bowels of hay, I mean, you, you know, you've just, you've seen a car have a failure or whatever happened, we don't know exactly what happened. Look how easy it went through that hay, mate. I mean, if there's people standing the other side of that and there's hundreds of thousands of people that attend that event every day for the for, for the period of the four days, I mean, you know, people's safety needs to be at the forefront. I mean, they, I think going forward, they do need to do something. because Does it change the event's identity, though? Well, what's more important? No, no, I, I'm with you. And, and actually this year, I would notice it because obviously I'm in that world, but I saw more babies than ever at Goodwood. And it's, yeah. it's become a family event. 15 years ago, 10 years ago, it was lads out looking at cars. It was yeah. a heavily male event, smaller numbers, and just, just petrol heads, where now it's a family event. You can go not knowing much about cars. You take your partners, you take your kids. Like there's so much going on. There's loads of there's food, things food, there's en yep. Endless things. And of course, everyone's safety comes first and the cars are getting faster. The cars are getting older. Um, you know, the older cars are getting older. The cars are getting faster. There's more and more people taking part. There's more and more cars taking part. People getting more competitive. For sure. We're going to touch on the high speed runs in a minute. Um, but, but put catch fencing up, turn that into a racetrack. Um, I guess it's necessary, potentially. But, but yeah, I guess changes the look the feel the ideology of the event maybe for just one year maybe one year people would be like oh, it's not the same anymore but actually as long as you're not dying it's probably well, a good thing. well what they need to do is they need to you know the 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 event has evolved 
and they need to evolve the event. Yeah. That's just what needs to happen. Yeah. So, you know, things move on. Yeah. And know? maybe, yeah, maybe, uh, anyway, well, we'll have, we'll have to wait. Wait and see. There were a lot of crashes this year. Yeah. A lot of incidents. Yeah. Heavy rain on the Friday, a cancelled day on the Saturday. Okay, we, the weather you cannot account for, but the crashes and the danger there. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant, that event, because you get closer to cars you can never get that close to in any part of the world. I mean, Formula One cars, I, I often tell the story that the first year I ever went, a Ferrari Formula One car ran over my foot whilst being wheeled back into the garage. You can never get that access anywhere. Mm -hmm. So that is amazing. But the high speed runs, the hill climb, maybe needs to be thought through a little bit mm. in terms of, yeah, well, what we saw this year was fairly catastrophic. But maybe that's just a warning. Mm. You know, maybe... And there were plenty of warnings th this year. That's what I'm saying. That we, We've had some warnings, so... Mm. Um, maybe it does really need to be looked at. Well, anyway, speaking of the high speed stuff, do you know who got the record this year? You know, who won the the shootout. Well, did the McPherson thing go up? Nope. Oh well, that didn't win it. That has got the record though, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah. So Full not the record. Stop. Who who won this year the shootout? Go on. You don't want to guess? Porsche. Nope. Who was it then? The McLaren Solus GT. Oh, was that the V10 thing? Yeah. Wow. Well, I. I don't want it, obviously. But that looked mega, that thing. It looked, it looked like a spaceship. Outrageous. Yeah. The first time I saw it, they were lining up to do the runs and the car in front pulled off the line. You know when it turns on the first corner and then the camera <laughs> refocuses on the start line and you see the front of the car creeping up yeah. towards... The, and I was like, what is <laughs> that? It literally looks like a jet fighter with wheels. It, there is nothing McLaren about it. No. But it is somehow absolutely fantastic. Sounds like it's got a Lamborghini engine in the room. Yeah. I mean, it? No, well, it's an unnamed partner. But when this project first started, it, it's a Judd V10. I'm almost certain it's a ex-Formula One Judd V10. Oh, but but they're, now, they're now ditching the Judd, like they're not saying where it's from. Oh, it, that, it really sounded like a Lambo Audi V10. Yeah, 10,000 RPM. Yeah, yeah. V10 shouty. I mean, as we spoke about in that episode a while ago, no one makes V10s anymore. So that's Shame. Cool. It's just a wacky and wild project from McLaren that I'm a bit like, well, that's exciting. Go on, McLaren. This is this is what we want. Like, <laughs> come on. And actually, I went for a coffee. You're going into production? Yeah, they're making, there's like 30 units of them. They're all sold out. It's right. all done. It was a Gran Turismo concept. How much? Oh, millions. Oh. 1.5 or 2.3 or something what does that, stupid. What does that compete with? The the, the, the Merc Project 1 and the No, Valkyrie? no, no. It's its own thing. Right. It's to so it was a Gran Turismo, the computer game oh. concept car that yeah. they launched that you could play in the game. And clearly some McLaren customer went, I want one of those. Build me one. He goes, well, if you can get five mates, you can get 20 mates to say yes, then we'll do it. So that's clearly what happened. Right. And somehow they turned this into a real life. And it, it literally looks like the computer game car in real life. But it then also works apparently really well. Single seater, enclosed cockpit. It opens like a jet fighter canopy. So the glass I know, I lifts saw. up, yeah, and Cl goes forward. And you climb in, yeah, brilliant. And there's an amazing shot they produced actually from point of view of the driver inside. Um, and yeah, sounds great. Aerodynamic monster apparently, and it's so like I say, like there's nothing that you look at it and go, oh, "That's a McLaren." It could be anything, but it is a McLaren. <laughs> and I'm just like, go on, like yeah. go. On. So as I, I went and had coffee with the team. And we were chatting about, you know, future plans, obviously 750S out now. And they were giving it the big one on that because obviously we slated the fact that it looks identical. And they've changed nothing. But they were saying they're hoping that when we drive it, we'll understand what they've done, which supposedly is bringing all the character of the LT to the 720S without having to strip it out and make it too unbearable to drive. Because I think we both said it, but I've said it many times. I think the 765LT is the most underrated supercar on the market at the moment. It's definitely one of them, yeah unbelievable bit of shit, but not one you want to live with every day. No. 720S, too far in the other direction where most of the time it's a bit boring, but unbelievably accomplished. It's only really good, that car, when you're 10 temps, like most McLarens, when you're right on the edge of them, as in flat out, basically. So their pitch to me was, don't fix a... No, uh, can't fix a... No, if don't it's not... Fix something, it's not broken. Yeah, so the take 720S is already great, but then just bring in that emotion, that ability, that from LT. Says who it was already great. Who well, said that? all of us. They didn't actually say it themselves, luckily. They said, we've been told, or reviewers have said, 720S is, has always been looked at as a very fast and complete car. No? When it works. Forget that, though. Yeah, forget the when it works. 
has always been looked at a fast and complete car, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's got to work for it to do that. 100%. But as I've <laughs> discovered the last three years, everyone that I've been with, they do now work. Well, they, no they didn't work them. for the fast two, first two years, but they do now work. They, yeah. they seem to fix that. And I've, as far as I've heard, the LTs work as well. So they seem to have fixed that. But we're now talking about dynamics and engagement. Supposedly, I say, we're going to have to wait and see. But they were, yeah. given, they were given it the big one saying, because I went straight in. I was like, oh, this looks like some 20 years, isn't it? And they were going, well, just wait. We get it, but just wait. Anyway, long story short. Um, <laughs> Solus. What were we talking about? We said they're talking about the Solus. Oh, yeah. The, 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 this is kind of McLaren of the future. Basically, that they listen to the feedback. All the cars are the same. They all look the same. We've got the same powertrain. And they're like, we're just going to push the boat up a bit. So we've got Artura. it'll all look the same don't look the same but different powertrain 750s and solus and they're like we're not we're not hand tied to that same architecture anymore and i was like fair enough let's wait and see my pick of the bunch at the minute is still artura i've that car is just unbelievable you've got to drive one of those cars mate yeah there were quite a lot of them at festival speed i still don't know if any of them were customer delivered (laughs) or if if any of them are still there as in, you think they got stuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, no, I, I'm so keen for you to have a go in one of those cars because I still just think it is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, cool, cool them to see and, and you know go on McLaren for doing something a little bit different. Um, anyway, what else do I pull up here? Uh, was there any other cars? Oh yeah, the four cylinder Amira is finally here. You know the little AMG yeah. engine thing, well, seventy seventy eight grand. We said, we said. That's the one to try. I think that's the one to have that one. We should be able to have a go in it end of the summer. Nice. I've already put our name down. Nice. Joint test drive. That Lovely. Might be a behind the glass special. Nice. For our next test drive. Uh, I'd actually really like to drive that. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Same. Pri- pricey, I think, but yeah. you know, but that's so everything now. Way of the world. Yeah, so I'm yeah. Not, not going to take yeah. it there. Um, There's something that really caught my eye. What was that? I can't. I cannot believe I'm about to say this. Oh, please. But that Rolls Royce Spectre. <gasps> Mate, yes. I mean, that is. By the way, we always scream and shout and jump up and down about how we don't like electric cars. Well, you do. Oh, I do. That car is absolutely perfect for electric. Phenomenal. Perfect, mate. That's the car that you need to be electric. And did you see that? It, I think got the third fastest time up the hill. Yeah, I mean. In the shootout. Yeah. So my friend, Jonathan Schley, hopefully he doesn't mind me giving him a shout out, who writes for High Snobiety. He said the reason they've nailed that so well is it's a Rolls-Royce first and an electric car second. Brilliant. And they've hit that brief to the T. I'm sure that's a line they gave him. But he said that 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 is literally it. Yeah. You almost forget it's an electric car until you go, oh, it's electric. You know, everything about it is just Rolls-Royce. Oh, it's an electric power. But it is just one of them brands that just absolutely suits the electric concept. I feel like it was destined to make an electric vehicle. Absolutely. Smooth as silk, silent. Silent. Instant torque, low down, which is what all their V12 engines have always yep. tried to do. You know, get all the power at 1,500 yeah, yeah. Um, Glides, weight down low. Like, yeah. I, I And I think it looks stunning. Amazing. I literally sent an email to Ross Royce this morning and said, <laughs> hi, it's a good one. I saw the Spectre. I want to have a go. I don't know what the range is or anything like that. But also, who cares? But also, it doesn't matter if it's heavy, right? That's the other thing. If that car's five tons, who cares? Yeah. I mean, it's it, probably BMW tech, as in, in terms of... Probably an IX. But, well... But who cares? Who cares? Because the, brilliant. The, 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 the electric BMW tech at the moment is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As in the range and the stuff. So... Um, I can't wait to have a go in that car. Mm. I think, I'm so glad that caught your eye. Yeah, That's so interesting. Joe. You're finally coming round to it, Aiden. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not coming round to it at all. It'll be eye-watering how much money it'll be, yeah, though, by yeah. the way. I bet it's half a million. Oh, easy. Like. easy. <laughs> I like the name as well. Spectre. Spectre, yeah. It is a cool name what for you a car, Spectre. Oh, yeah. I really, I've literally, I said to them, like, <laughs> like, what can, I just want to spend a week with it. In like A week? Yeah, like, I don't know where, somewhere really expensive. I was like, where can we go that's like, Don't go really to a town because you can't park, mate. I mean, you'll, you'll I can't park. I'm you'll crash. very bad at parking. You, I mean, you need, I mean, I'm good. Actually, you know what? I'm very good at parallel parking. Where I'm bad is when there's too much space. That's when I'm bad. Right. Well, you're going to need a lot of space to park that. It's like yeah. a barge. Yeah. But it's, is it bigger than a ghost? I don't, I mean, it looked huge. Yeah. But I think if you send up, a, I'm sure it's a bit bigger than a ghost, but yeah. Anyway, um, a few other things that were a bit underwhelming. I saw the i5. Not as kind of exciting as I thought, but I guess if there was a new fire series there, maybe I wouldn't have been that excited anyway. Yeah. That was fine. Well, there is there is a petrol and diesel equivalent, though, to the 
you know, there's a five series combustion car coming as well. Is there? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I oh, sorry. Yes, but is it, didn't we do the whole thing where it was just one one petrol engine car, two hybrids, and a fully electric? Yeah, maybe we did the whole run. Yeah, 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 ma- yeah. Anyway, but you know, so yeah, it look, yeah. looked fine. But anyway, uh, hydrogen Ineos that people were very excited by. So the tech was pretty amazing, uh, and also an Ineos Grenadier pickup. Yeah, I saw that, which looked quite good. Yeah, um, and maybe makes more sense for that market mm. to have a pickup. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else caught the eye? Valkyrie. Which one? Because they sent them all up the hill. Well, a- AMR, you like the one with all the wings and bits? You are, whichever one. But yeah, I mean, well, I just saw one batting up the hill. I mean, I just love that car. I know you do. So depressing. Oh! <laughs> Why is it depressing? I'd like to have a game on it. I know, because you just chop and change your mind all the time. <laughs> uh, speaking of chopping and changing our mind, do you know what sounded really good? Go on. Gordon Murray 250. Oh, and actually I heard that and it did actually sound really good. When <laughs> sounded I, great. Still yeah. looks crap. I'm sorry. like Because also, I love Dario Franchitti. Like, absolute legend, hero. I'm sure dynamically, absolutely astonishing. I'm sure it's a fantastic... I just cannot get on with the way it looks. I just can't. Like, I'm sorry. It's such a weak design. And when you see it in that lineup, you know, I, thought, I went up the hill when I was in the Utopia. The Project One, I had all the Koenigsegg, whatever stuff that is you know I, all these things and then mm. the teeth it, it just looks like an egg like it just I'm just like like a fried egg mm. I just I can't bond with it so yeah sorry Dario and but I'll spare one at a wedding and, yeah like Fair. I'll drive it with the blind well, I won't drive it with the blindfold I want to be placed in I, it I might make it better yeah I want to be placed in it and experience it I just don't want to have to look at it because I'm sure it's amazing but what was the utopia thing like interesting right so I we said it and I would still say it Again, not a good-looking car, I don't think. Better in other specs. They had a a clear carbon car in the stand, and it looked better than the toilet yellow one that they're running around (laughs) everywhere. It may, again, whenever these brands explain the sort of idea, ideology or idea, it kind of made a bit more sense. He said, look, you know, if you've got the Zonda, which is kind of go-kart, but 20-year-old tech, then you've got the Huayra, which was... Super GT, Hyper GT. This is somewhere in between the two. So it's still comfortable, usable hypercar, but supposed to be way more about driver engagement than Huayra was, hence why it's manual gearboxed. Right. You can have an automated manual, but why would you want that? So it's a manual gearbox. Why would you want a manual? Um, okay. Well, you know, manual and 850 horsepower, it is a lot. Like uh, It's ridiculous. Shortish ratio, so you're changing quite a lot. And I don't know. We drove it on a very damp day. It stopped raining for two minutes, but it was soaking Crash. on those Nutrafeo RS tyres. So, the, you know, really little grip in the wet and on the greasy I conditions. I bet the bike was flapping. He was. It was a <laughs> absolute hero, but he was genuinely... Well, I hope he won't mind me sharing this. Uh, Pagani said, the cars aren't going up. Cancelling the run. I don't want something the cars up. Too dangerous. And Francis from Pagani, now I've named him. Sorry, Francis. Uh, was Dropped like, him right in it. Was like, I've arranged this with Sam and... I'm a good driver, so we'll be all right. Was he one of the test... Convinced them all. What was he? Francis, I don't actually know his official role. I just know him as Mr. Pagani. Like, he's not Mr. Pagani, but he's more than... He, like... One of the test drivers? No, no, he does a lot of driving. Okay. He does a lot of driving, but I think he's, like, more than that. I think he's, like, commercial. Okay. He's he's a a Just a nice guy. Just a legend. Oh, all right, then. He can drive really well. He took me around Silverstone in a Huayra BC, and he he does drive really, really well. Good. So that's why I was like, oh, I'll be fine. But so I couldn't really experience it. But what I would say is that it just gave me that feeling that this is going to be a monster of a car in a good or a bad way. I don't know. As in, it's going to, it's just going to be a bit of a fire breathing monster. But he made the really good point where actually I hadn't realized Zonda aside, Huayra is genuinely a usable and livable with hypercar in the fact that most of them get used. He didn't say this, but I'll happily say it. Unlike Koenigsegg's that, really have a lot of issues and sorry for the fanboys. Koenig's eggs do go back to the factory a lot. Yeah. Um, Pagani's tend to gather the miles. They're okay, all right, yeah. You know, they're often art pieces, but they do get used and Huayra, especially that. And that's the whole point of Utopia is supposed to um, heart back to an older generation of driving simplicity, manual gear levers, no big screens, manual gearbox, lots of power, you know, as a pure driving pleasure, but also comfortable and usable on a longer journey. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I, you know, I get it. It's not our kind of car, is it? It's not our no, sector of the no, market. No, no, no. But it was very cool to experience. Yeah. Like, really, really cool to experience. But, yeah, in that world, I mean, I don't know which way I'm leaning, but, the, you know, Project One looked very cool. Valkyrie, yes, looked amazing. Um, what else caught my eye? That big, big money stuff. The the Jesco, the Koenigsegg Jesco sounded amazing. Did it? Sounded amazing. What about the Jamera thing? They put a V8 in that and they was changed it all, haven't they? What's all that about? I'll be really honest. And again, oh, 2,000 on all so upset with me now. I, I, don't, I don't know. I didn't read any of the stuff. <laughs> Somebody just came up to me and said they've changed it all. It's all different now. Yeah, it's got a V8 in it instead of a one point whatever petrol engine. What's happened there? And 2,000 horsepower and 2,000 pounds of torque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. What, what, what? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, like, I know so many people are going to be upset with you, and I'm sorry. I, it just does. I just don't care. Well, I'm never going to buy one. I'm so glad I I'm not that fast about <laughs> I mean, it completely devalued it if I'd have bought that one point thingy petrol one, wouldn't it? You know, I know engineering and technically wise, I'm sure it'd be absolutely fantastic. But I, I, it's just, it's like saying to me, this is a £350,000 handbag. I'm like, great. Like, cool. I don't get it. Do you know what I mean? It's just so far from my... It's inappropriate. Well, it's not inappropriate. I'm not yes, knocking them is. for that. But I, I, it, it's so far from my world. Yeah. I can appreciate a £50 million Ferrari GTO. Because well, that's not as far. Because of the history and what it represents and the brand and what it achieved... But at this point now, I really struggle to get excited by the Jumeirah on paper. But do you think... I said that, that Jesco, maybe I would have said the same, but I saw it and it sounded good. I went, okay, I'm a bit more interested in that now. But do you think these manufacturers are now making cars just for the sake of it? No, I, I do believe that Koenigsegg are pushing the boundaries of engineering ability for that level of car. But as I say, like, it's just, if I get lucky enough to spend five, eight million euros on a car, I'm just not buying a Koenigsegg. A per- uh, personally, unfortunately. You'd buy a Bugatti, would you? I'd buy a Bugatti or I'd buy something older with a bit more. One of them would to me. Uh, oh, the Bolide. <gasps> yeah, the, the, the that black Bolide. thing. Like Batmobile. Track only special. Right. Oh, I actually have a friend who's trying to road legal one. <laughs> um, <laughs> that thing looked amazing. Right, was it any good? Well, I mean, just looked cool, didn't right. it? Right. Wild. Um, moving away from the big hypercar stuff. Uh, Any YouTubers there? All the YouTubers. Were they all there? Saw, yeah, yeah, all them. Uh, I saw Magnus Walker for a bit. Uh, Matt Farrow was around. Joe, I said Joe Achilles I saw. Um, I think everyone was around. I'm just trying to think what else pointed out. There was anything, anything else caught your eye that you wanted to speak on? Not really. I mean, I know Porsche made a fuss because it was a 75th. Yeah, lots of special cars going up. I had a very nice GT3 RS with a painted bonnet. Well yeah. done, Porsche. Uh, Spider RS was there, looking cool. The seven eighteen, seven eighteen. Yeah, Spider RS looked cool. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, like of course there was loads of amazing stuff there. It was one of the biggest year. Loads of dealer stands this year. I noticed loads of dealer stands. The pink pig went up. The pink pig. Yeah, your favourite. One off. One off. What car that is? Um, but you know, but but I think those were the ones that really, really jumped out for mm. sure. And so my list of test drives for the second half of the year has definitely grown. <laughs> you made a sent, list? Sent some emails, yeah, made a list. But it was a, it was a great, great event. And uh, yeah, hopefully you all missed it. We were a little bit negative about it in the build-up, going, oh, not that fast. But actually, it turned out to be one of the better years for sure. Okay, good. Um, an absolute blast. I'm glad and you enjoyed yourself. It was probably the last journey I'm going to do, at least on camera, in the, uh, in the old F-Type. Oh. That's going to be gone now, any day. Well, um, well actually, that's it. That, that's it. That's it. Adios. <laughs> Um, I. How many miles you done? Uh, twelve thousand. Oh wow! Yeah. I I I I think I'll announce it on here. What's happening a little bit later in the summer? By the way, I don't know if it's next week or maybe it's next. we're having a summer break. Our usual summer break, first two weeks of August, we have our summer break. So maybe just before summer break, I'll announce what's what's happening with F-type replacements in my garage and stuff like that. So that'll be next week. So stay yeah. tuned for that. Um, and as we mentioned right at the beginning, don't forget there are still some a dwindling amount of tickets available for our live shows. So yeah, seen through glass dot online, head over, see what's still available, uh, grab some seats. I think the October dates are the ones that are currently most available, but I could be wrong on that. So just have a look, see what you can get to and get your tickets booked. Yeah. Uh, and Australia plans are, are moving fast. So we should be now able to announce our dates for Australia 
very soon, probably when we get back from our summer break. But I think that's probably a good time to wrap things up, wouldn't you say? Oh, we're all done, do you reckon? We're all done. Uh, let us know if you attended Goodwood or if you didn't, what cars caught your eye because there were so many and they'll definitely be cars we haven't discussed. Yeah. So let us know in the comment section below. Yeah, join us next week, as I say, for a bit of an update and probably our final episode before our very short summer break. Uh, if you want to follow Tony in the meantime, he's at Tony Gravelwood Car Sales. Uh, I'm at Seen Through Glass and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. See ya. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 